want to welcome you to day five of our look together through 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I hope that God's been refreshing your life this week. I'm very aware that when we talk about the body and sin and immorality in this world where there is so much sin and immorality, that you could go down the road of guilt. You could go down the road of the past. You could go down the road of sorrow and regret. And my prayer through this week is that instead you go down the road of looking towards the future. You head down the road of what God could do in your life, how he can make changes in your life. And today we're gonna be seeing how he can make those changes. Actually, we've been seeing it all week. You make those changes when you determine not to misuse your body. You make those changes when you determine to have the right perspective on your body. And in this last couple of verses of 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says you make those changes and when you determine, when you determine to glorify God with your body, to live out everything we've been talking about this week, you have to live out two important truths. It's in the last half of verse 19 and verse 20. Here's how this chapter ends. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. There's the two truths. You wanna glorify God with your body? You start with those two truths. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, you glorify God with your body. First, you are not your own. I don't know what your attitude is towards your body. In fact, you might just mentally right now go through this checklist. Is your attitude towards your body, here's three possible answers. One, I'm the sole owner and proprietor. Two, I am a willing or unwilling passenger. Three, God is the caretaker and the manager of what he has given to me. I'm giving it back to him. Number three, I am not my own. It's his body. And I get to be the manager of what he is managing in my life. You see, if you think of what it's like to have a guest in your home, and you think of what it's like to have somebody living in your home, that's the difference here. And you think of what it's like to own a home. If you have a guest in your home, you might go all out to please your guest. You might serve them lavish meals. You might even sleep on the floor so your guest can have a bed. Actually, you usually make your kids sleep on the floor. However, no matter how comfortable you try to make your guest, it's always known it's your house, and they're the guest, and you are ultimately in control. But when you live in the house, when you own the house, then it's entirely different. You get to call the shots. You get to make the decisions. Here's the point. God's Spirit does not want to be a guest in your life. He wants you to recognize that you're handing over the ownership papers to him. He owns it anyway. He made you. He created you. He's going to have you with him for all eternity as you choose him. He wants you and I to honestly admit every fault, every scar, every sin to him. He knows it all anyway. He wants us to surrender every part of our lives to him and then recognize he is the owner and we're not. To glorify God with your body, you realize it's his and I'm a steward of what he has given. Now, I recognize that's entirely countercultural. We live in a culture that thinks, no, it's my body. I get to do what I want with it. But that's not true for followers of Christ. I can't put that on everybody in culture. I can only put that on myself and on each of us as followers of Jesus. As followers of Jesus, we live as those who are not our own. We didn't make this body. We didn't create this body. We're not going to ultimately determine what's going to happen with this body. It's in God's timing that we live, in God's timing that we die. We're not our own. As I'm teaching this week, just this week, I've had a new grandbaby, new granddaughter born. That little baby that came into the world. She was not created by her parents. They got to participate in the process, no doubt about it. But she was created by God. Everyone knows that. And that little baby 
as she grows through her life, lives through her life. She may think at sometimes that she owns the body that she was given, but it will never be true that she owns it. It's always God's. It's always on loan for a time. There will come a day for all of us when this human body dies, and it's either resurrected to be with him or apart from him for eternity because it is his. You want to glorify God with the body that he gave you this week. Just recognize at the depth of your soul, it's not mine anyway. It's his. So, Lord, how can you use it in the best way? First, you recognize I'm not my own. And secondly, you recognize I've been bought with a price. Not only did God create you, but he also bought you back. You see, he created us, he made us, but we ran away from him. We ran in the opposite direction. So what did he do? He bought us with a price. The idea of being bought with a price is the idea in the scripture of redemption, being redeemed. It's being bought back. And he bought us back to be able to live a life of freedom in him, in relationship with him. Now, what is the price that was paid to buy us back? 1 Peter chapter 1 talks about that. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, You know that in the past you were living in a worthless way, a way passed down from the people that you lived, who had lived before you. But you were saved from that useless life. You were bought, not with something that ruins, like gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, who was like a pure and perfect lamb. I was bought with the blood of Christ. God paid for your redemption, my redemption with the blood of Christ. Now that may sound theological, the blood of Christ and the cross, and it is deeply theological. But theology, doctrine, is also deeply personal. Jesus loved you enough to buy you back, to shed his own blood. Think of how personal it would be if you were in prison and somebody came and said, I'm going to put myself in that prison and you're going to let that person go. And you were free because they took your place. Think of how personal it is that you and I were looking forward to death, a separation from God. And Jesus said, I'm going to suffer death. I'm going to suffer separation from God even on the cross so that they can experience what it means to be with him for all eternity. That's how personal this is. I am not my own. I was bought with a price. And so therefore, the scripture says, now that word, therefore, anytime you see the word therefore in the Bible, you should ask, what's it there for? Why is it there? Because it always means the truth that's to follow is based on the two truths that were, or however many truths that were just before. The two truths that were before, you're not your own, you're bought with a price. Therefore, because of those two truths, what do I do? I glorify God in my body. I glorify God in my body. Your body is more than just simply excess baggage that you're dragging around through planet Earth with your spirit, with your soul. It's an opportunity to glorify God. Your body is more than just that ugly-looking thing that you see in the mirror. You may think it's beautiful, I don't know. Or that thing that you see in getting older and older every day. That thing that you see getting acne like you don't want every day. That thing that you see not doing what you want it to do, growing like you want it to grow. Your body is so much more than what you see in the mirror. It is a member of Christ. It is a temple of the Spirit, not your own, bought with a price. So what do you do? You glorify God with your body. That points to the motivation behind all physical fitness for the follower of Christ. Do you exercise to glorify yourself? Wow, look at how I look in the mirror. Look at those muscles. Or do you do it to glorify him? How can I use these muscles to do work for him? That points, this points to the motivation behind all sexual purity. Are you sexually pure to protect yourself from disease or to protect yourself from getting caught or in order to glorify him? 
You see, it's only this last motivation to glorify God that's going to last through your entire life and all the way into eternity. You and I, we have to live with these bodies every single day. And yet we often look right past the real truth about them. Not my own. Bought with a price. Temple of God. Are you glorifying God in your body? That can begin today. That can continue today. As you become a member of Christ, through trust in him, through saying, Jesus, I want to live a relationship with you. I want to live in connection with you. And then as you continue in that relationship with him, as you become a temple of the Spirit, as you begin a relationship with Christ, he sends his Spirit into your life. That's when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, when you begin that relationship. As you become a temple of the Spirit, or as you continue to live as a temple of the Spirit. As we pray today, let's pray. Let's pray that God helps us to see ourselves in a new way. Jesus, we need your help with this. We're surrounded by a world that sees the body in one way, as just physical, as just about pleasure, as just about ourselves and pleasing ourselves. Lord, we don't want to live that way. We don't want to live even for what's just permissible. We want to live for what's right. We want to live for what glorifies you. And so, Lord, instead of seeing our bodies as things, help us to see them as members of Christ, as temples of the Spirit. Lord, we need your Spirit to help us to see in that way. So we're asking for something beyond even our minds, our thoughts here. We're asking that your Holy Spirit would bring into our thoughts, into our minds, this new way of seeing ourselves so that we could live in this world, even this evil, immoral world, but we could live to be a light in this world. We could live with purity in this world. We could live with joy in this world. Lord, we need you to help us to see this. And we pray that you'd help us to see this even now. In your name we pray, amen. Join us next week. Paul's gonna answer for us some tough and honest questions about marriage. He's gonna tell us how to keep a healthy marriage when facing struggles and how to help a struggling marriage to get healthy. See you next week. <music>